गुड इवनिंग फोक्स आई एम वेदांत हियर टू मेक अ पॉडकास्ट ऑन द मोस्ट कंटेंशियस इशू ऑफ दिस मंथ विच इज द जॉर्ज फ्लॉइड्स केस ऑफ द यूएसए फाइव पीसेस ऑफ कॉन्टेक्स्ट टू अंडरस्टैंड द प्रोटेस्ट लेट स्टार्ट विद आवर टूडे टॉपिक एंड हैव अ ग्रेट डिस्कशन ऑन वॉट एंड हाउ ऑफ द केस For more than a week protests have shaken cities across the US following the death of a black man in a police custody George Floyd 46 was arrested in the city of Minneapolis on 25 May for allegedly using counterfeit money to buy a pack of cigar He died after a white police officer kneeled on his neck for nearly 9 minutes while he pleaded that he could not breathe The officer Derek Chauvin 44 has been dismissed from the police department and charged with the murder three other officers who were on the scene were also sacked and later charged with abetting the crime unrest has broken out across the country police have used tear gases and force against demonstrations and president donald trump has threatened to send in the military here we look at some of the context that will help you to understand the fuller picture of what is happening first is the police violence and justice system there are numerous recent examples of the african american people being killed by the law enforcement officers in the usa high profile cases from recent years include philando castle terence crutcher michael brown and alton sterling in these cases the officers involved were not convicted of any criminal offense I am tired of hearing about the black people dying. One protester in Washington DC said, "I am tired of being afraid just by being stopped by the cops." In particular, the George Floyd case has drawn comparisons with the death of Eric Garner in July 2014. Garner, a 43-year-old father of 6, was arrested in the New York on suspicion of illegally selling loose cigars. In a video recorded by a bystander, white police officer Daniel Pantaleo can be seen with his arm wrapped around Garner's neck in a chokehold. Garner, an asthmatic, was heard repeatedly saying, "I can't breathe" before appearing to lose consciousness. He was later pronounced dead in hospital. A state grand jury declined to charge the officer with murder. The case sparked nationwide protest, but the officer never faced any criminal charges and lost his job. In 2019, five years after the Garner's death. In the case of the George Floyd, the speed with which the officers involved were fired and with which Derek Chauvin was arrested and charged was unusual. Former USA President Barack Obama said the protest over the Floyd's death represented a genuine and legitimate frustration over a decades-long failure to reform police practices and the broader criminal justice system. Highlights how the experience of the African American differs from white Americans when it comes to law and order. In 2019, African Americans made up less than 14% of the population, but accounted for more than 23% of the just over 1,000 fatal shootings by the police. African Americans are arrested for drug abuse at much higher rate than white Americans, even though surveys show drug use at similar levels for both groups. In 2018, African Americans represented almost a third of the country's prison population. This means there are more than 1000 African American inmates 
in federal or state prisons for every 10 lakh african americans while there are about 200 white inmates for every 10 lakh white americans data from minneapolis where floyd lived also reflect this law enforcement trends this did not happen in isolation george floyd's death did not happen in a vacuum it came on the heels of several other high profile incidents just in the past few weeks that have provoked debates around racism in the country on the same day as his death a video went viral of a white woman in new york central park calling the police after a black man asked her to put her dog on a lead an exchange between the two started because christian cooper a bird watcher was concerned that the dog could endanger life he filmed amy cooper no relation threatening to call the police and tell them there is an african american man threatening my life after calling the emergency operator she repeated he is african american before pleading for them to send an officer Miss Cooper was fired from a job and widely condemned. Mr Cooper raised the recent high profile shooting of Ahmad Arbery, a 25 year old black man who was out jogging when he was killed by two white men in February. A third man filmed the shooting. The case gained widespread attention in the national media and provoked outrage. It took more than 2 months for the suspect to be charged. We live in a age of the Ahmad Arbery where black men are gunned down because of assumptions people make about the black men black people and I am just not going to participate in that said Mr Cooper said Third point socio economic divides and coronavirus racial divisions in the US society are also prevalent in areas such as housing healthcare and employment in 2016 the typical net worth of white family was found to be nearly 10 times greater than that of a black family compared with the white americans african americans are almost twice as likely not to have medical insurance african americans are more likely to work in service industry jobs and to live in the densely populated areas these issues have all contributed to african americans being disproportionately affected by coronavirus outbreak which is happening at the same time as the flight protest george floyd's autopsy concluded he had coronavirus although this played no part in his death According to the most recent government data more than 34% of those in hospital with the coronavirus are black out of 19775 cases where race and ethnicity data were available New York City has reported that rates of covid-19 deaths are substantially higher among african americans than white americans rates of unemployment during the pandemic as before are also higher among the african americans than the white americans George Floyd lost his job as a bouncer as a result of the coronavirus shutdown The coronavirus does not discriminate but our housing economic and healthcare policies do said Andre Pere a fellow at the Brookings Institution and author of Know Your Price Valuing Black Lives and Property in America's Black Cities Environmental Racism Unaffordable Housing a Lack of Job Opportunities Poverty and Inadequate Healthcare are underlying social conditions strongly influenced by the policy which places black people and their neighborhoods at risk such socio economic inequality also exists in the minneapolis the city where floyd died and where the protest began minneapolis is a population of about 43 lakh people less than 20% of whom are black even before the layoffs caused by the pandemic 10% of the black residents of the twin cities of the minneapolis and the st paul were unemployed compared with the 4% of the whites in 2016 32% of the black people living there fell below the poverty line compared with the 6% of the whites Neighborhoods there are highly segregated and black home ownership is among the lowest in the country. The same attitudes that led a cop to kneel in the back of black man's neck choking him out 
are the same attitudes held by people in housing markets who facilitate the region's black-white homeownership gap to 46% to 79% said Mr. Pere. Fourth is the Trump factor. Donald Trump's presidency began with a massive nationwide protest. Now it could be ending with them. The women's marches of January 2017 brought hundreds of thousands to US streets for largely peaceful demonstrations. Following the Floyd's death, the protests in the nation's capital and across the country have at a time stand violent and while the 2017 events were in direct reaction to the Trump's inauguration, the purpose of latest surprising addressing racial injustice and policing practices are not specifically about the president. The president has taken the demonstrations personally, however. Like the women's marches, his action suggested he views the Floyd marches as an attempt to undermine his presidency. The first set the state for his administration and this latest come just five months before he hopes to be re-elected to a second four-year term. The politics of the situation has clearly influenced the tenor of his response. He echoed a pledge to restore law and order that Richard Nixon used successfully in 1968 and 1972 presidential victories. Trump's controversial decision to clear protesters and stand for photographs with a Bible in front of a church near the White House hints at a desire to quote the evangelical voters he needed in November. Fifth is the militarization of the police. The protest over George Floyd's death have drawn attention to the use of military equipment by police officers. While images of military vehicles being used for crowd control may appear shocking to some, it is not a new phenomenon in the US. The Department of Defense began a program in the 1990s allowing the transfer of excess military equipment to police departments. Preferences mean to be given to anti-drug and counter-terrorists. Today, more than 8,000 federal and state law enforcement agencies participate in the program. It is overseen by the Defense Logistics Agency, which has the final authority over the type and quantity of equipment made available to different agencies. It does not specify how such equipment should be used. Data shows that surplus military equipment transferred to the local law enforcement agencies under the 1033 programs has been rising since the mid-2000s with spikes up to 2010. Paul Post, a political science professor at the University of Chicago, said prior to the mid-2000s, much US military equipment was simply not as usable for law enforcement. With the start of counter-insurgency fight in the Iraq and Afghanistan, manufacturers began to develop weapons that one could say had a more dual use, be usable in urban counter-surgency movements and unsayable by urban law enforcement. Thank you.